Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Two Heavy Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Today with me, I have Clayton, I of course am Randy, I have Eddie, and we have Zach, and we're here to uh, recap Fastlane 2023 with you. Uh, overall, good pay-per-view? Yeah. Good pay-per-view? This I thought the, the matches were pretty good. This is the best pay-per-view of 2023 thus far. Mm, no. I don't know about that. I, I don't agree with that at all. Clip everything but... until that point. <laughs> It's definitely, there isn't, I would say, just before we get into the match breakdown, if you just took the PLE on a plate, I don't think there's any one specific bad part as it pertains to the wrestlers Yes, that you could point to. Correct. And that is what separates it from a money in the bank. I agree. But I don't, like for me, and I need to be careful, just for me, it while it oh, separates it from like a money in the bank, it doesn't move it ahead of like backlash, in my opinion. Doesn't well, move it ahead of uh, what was that? No, not payback. The one in out of the country. Out of champion. Oh yeah. Yes. I would say for a what we would consider a filler arc of pay per view. Yeah. Better than what we because that's the last. It's one of the. Last pay per views before Survivor Series, and we're on the road to uh, Royal Rumble, right? Yeah, we're gonna start hearing more about Royal Rumble probably once Survivor Series is over. We'll get a week or two of the fallout of Survivor Series, and then we'll start hitting Royal Rumble, which will lead to WrestleMania season. Yeah, we also don't have a not at all, right? Other than I guess they consider Crown Jewel because it's yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna say everything that we're thinking right now. Okay. Everyone, especially in the comment section. How can your name be main event Jey Uso mm-hmm. if you're the first match on the card? Um, I mean, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's just Jey Uso. But I like Jey Uso. Jey's been kind of working really well. Jimmy, though. You're, you're, you're going to sit there with full chest and pretend like going out first is essentially not the co-main event? Uh, yeah. I'm not saying it's... Well, okay. No, I will say that, actually. Yeah, I will absolutely say that. <laughs> put, some, put some respect on main event Jey Uso's name. Look, you still have to be the main event. You can't be the co... He's not co-main event Jey Uso. He main evented WrestleMania this year. I think he gets to ride that for a little while. Uh, Night one? WrestleMania? Yeah. That's co-main event of WrestleMania then, technically, right? No, it was of WrestleMania as a whole. One. The main event of WrestleMania Night 1. Okay, so he has that. What else does he have? He has Money in the Bank. Wait, he has SummerSlam. I'm sorry, before we go any further, is this the episode where you kind of subtly tell us you're not a fan of Jey Uso? It's no, I like Jey Uso. I said I like Jey Uso. Well, I, just, I just don't like the nickname, to be the honest. Moniker. The moniker, whatever that means. I didn't know what that word meant before he said it. And now I'm sitting here honestly thinking Jimmy, Jimmy's been killing it. I actually like Jimmy's little thing he's doing. So Jimmy's been doing great. But the tag match, let's transition to the opening match. Yeah. Quality. Loved it. Opening match, we have the Judgment Day defending their tag team titles against the unlikely duo of Cody Rhodes and main event Jay Uso. Clayton, thoughts? The best match of the night. And in my opinion, it's not close. I would, I would agree with the first part that it was the best match of the night. The other tag match I thought was pretty close, but we can. I, I'll explain why. Yes. 
when we get to that one. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it had everything that it, WWE has figured out tag teams. I can't, whether it's, I can't think of a time on regular TV or a PLE that I've seen a bag tag team match. It doesn't matter how much time they're given to work. They, they have it figured out. It's great. It's awesome. Um, shock. A big, big shock because realistically, I don't, with the exception of one of us, don't really think anybody saw Judgment Day not walking out of there with the titles. I sure didn't. Eddie was the only one of us that on a on a fun little uh, pick your winners on a pay-per-view sheet we did, he's the only one who picked uh, Cody and Jay to win. If we're thinking tag teams right now in the WWE, yeah, really there is no, and I hate to say it like this, there is really no competition on Raw for them to get Not the titles really. taken. So I'm like, okay, Imperium's they're gonna gonna need something to do. Not to cut you off. No, Imperium no. does need something to do. At the same time, well, they're about to start infuting. It looks like. Yeah, it looks like they are about to kind of so we'll disperse. See what there. Um, but I thought it led perfectly to something with maybe Solo and Jimmy taking the titles. I thought that made the most sense, and then that transitions to a feud with Roman, with Roman costing Cody the match. So I was thinking way too deep into it, but at the same time. Little murmurs go around here and there and everywhere, being like, uh, how are we going to kick someone out of the Judgment Day? And they th- that makes the most sense. One of That team losing, one of those two would be kicked out. Which two? Uh, Finn and Damian Priest in this matter. I'm not saying no. like JD couldn't get kicked out. I'm not saying that. Dami... I don't know why you would want to kick him out. He's yeah, like, he's not even I was going to say, JD yet. isn't even in it to get kicked out per se. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But I, it's tough because they definitely did the whole JD hit uh, Damian Priest with the briefcase. So like, right. I think ultimately we will land on him not getting into the Judgment Day. It's whether or not Finn leaves. Yeah. Well, the story we're watching unfold is that <clears throat> in front of everybody, Damian is. De- Pleased with JD being involved. Right. Yeah. But behind the scenes, while Finn is not around and JD is not around, Rhea is talking to Damien in terms of what looks to be trying to help him. Yeah. But we also seen her take take the money in the bank briefcase Basically away from, from him. him. Well, and it because at this point, the narrative the WWE, even if they haven't really said it out loud, the narrative they're pushing is that she's the leader. Right, she's the yes. decision maker. So whenever it comes to like, should I cash in tonight? If he's fifty fifty, she's the analytical one who's gonna go. No, you're you're injured. You're banged up. You lost the titles. We're gonna regroup. Just hang on to the briefcase. Give it to me so I can make sure you don't cash in. Like that kind of deal. Right. And the thing with Damian now is that bringing up why JD's in. Yeah. So it's it's seemingly looking like at some point going to turn into they're going to pick between JD and Damien which would be crazy to me if they pick JD I don't know why I don't know why they would go that direction over Damien Priest I mean yes which it makes for more of a swerve if we're thinking about it yeah and but I don't know how what that would lead to well because there's a difference between swerving 
for good shock value and actually leading towards good narrative and then swerving just for swerving. Like, like if it was Finn, it. it'd make sense because you could right. get a Damien Finn feud out of it. Right. Because Damien's overpowered. It'd be like Finn trying to overpower the proverbial mountain, in this case, of Damien Priest. If Damien gets kicked out, who's a threat for him to feud with? Well, you my, know? My guess for Damien, though, it's not that he would get kicked out, is that he would win cash in yeah and let himself out oh and say you guys weren't wanting me to win this anyway so i don't need you guys and that's what would lead to inner feud with judgment day against him and that could be a, a finn versus that would have Damian. to be a face turn though because you can't be a heel champion and not accept right. outside interference help also yeah. power thought mommy took the briefcase I mean, uh, she's not gonna catch. Does that mean no? Does that mean Dami's getting a treat for winning oh the North American God. title back? I guess. Does that is does so? The only thing that I was going to add to this current conversation is not only did Rhea take Senor Money in the Bank briefcase, Damien still has the Green Money in the Bank briefcase, so there is a not zero percent chance. Dom takes Damien's briefcase, ashes in with it, because you can make that very like you know you never put your name on the contract that's in this briefcase. Yeah. Now I don't foresee how that could happen in the next nine months, but that was a thought that I had because yeah, Rhea took the briefcase. Well, unless... technically two. Have you seen the green briefcase since? They no. introduced the purple. No, it's been what, completely. I off was going to say though, yeah. is what if Damien thought this already, and he knew that with Rhea taking briefcase, he already switched the contract back to the green one, and then Dominic trying to cash in is basically confirming to him they would have. That's and that's what I was going to say is that the, it's not the briefcase that matters; it's the contract inside. So if they want to play with the idea of two briefcases and a betrayal, you have the idea of the contract is only in one of them. It's wherever Damien put it. He's the only one who's really going to know. So, so Dominic could go down and try and cash in, but there's no contract in it. Yeah. And he's like, there it is. Yeah. I just feel like that wouldn't happen. Well, it seemed, it's far-fetched. The, re- the reality is the only way you could success- successfully do that is do the cash in, hand it to the ref, ref rings the bell, you go through the pin, you even hand Dom the title. Right. And then for some reason, because they haven't done this in the past, but like, let's say the ring announcer or one of the commentators opens up the briefcase to take the contract and there's no contract in it and they reverse the entire decision and Adam Pierce comes out and says, this match was null and void, there was no contract involved. So what you're trying to tell me is Dami would get a treat but then get it taken away from him? 100%. That would- is no world I would want to live in. That's terrible. Yeah, I mean, you almost lived in that world when he lost that belt, but he won it back nope. two days later. It's a treat. Like, yeah. you think Dami's going to let a treat get out of his cold, uh, meaty hands? Before Eddie says Dami one more time, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, by the way, Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso won that match. They are now the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions. He's the one. Before we move on to like, the wrestling nerd in me things that I really liked, one, yeah. that briefcase spot to the knee. Great. That looked mm-hmm. excellent. Normally, those, like... Fake injury spots don't look good. That looked excellent. 
Secondly, the one D into the Cody cutter. My God, oh, that was crispy. That that tag team finisher was insane. And I don't even know that they'll be able to do that all the time, but at least this first time introducing it, kudos to both of them for their timing because they nailed that. I was wondering, did Jay actually get him off the ground yeah. or did he yep. keep him in the like half hold? No, he got him off the ground. Yeah, he, he got him off the ground, but like how he would normally lift somebody for a 1D, he did like half effort. Yeah. So that was more in line with the angle for the Cody cutter. Right. But it was, it was crispy. Clean. So crispy. Yeah, it was very good. Um, but moving on to the next match, we have the LWO and a mystery third partner versus uh, Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. And that mystery third partner ended up being Carlito. Carl. Lito. There's um, no reason Carl. Carlito could not have been in that match from the start. Yeah, when they didn't start it from the beginning, they made it look like the two-on-three handicap match. I was like... What is the value in having a shock return mid-match versus at the beginning? And the more I thought about it, the more it just didn't make a difference. When they did the promo where Ray said he was making a call, almost yeah. everybody, you know, 90, 95% watched that new. Yeah. So it, the shock factor was already there in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Whenever he came that was completely under the radar. Well, and that was that's that was the first question that I was going to ask you guys here tonight about that was do, is this the full-time return of Carlito we were supposed to get? It's what people so. are saying. Yeah, cuz yeah. we were originally supposed to get that after the Puerto Rico show, but that we didn't. That was the whole thing is that they didn't have good form yeah. at that point. And I think from what underlings I'm hearing is that he will start a will turn like the LWO as a group will turn heel. Against Ray. Oh, away from Ray Okay, Mysterio. I was about to say, you have to kick Ray out yeah. and yeah. make him a heel. I could see that being That'd be case. too easy. I need Ray to stop wrestling. Why? He's still really good. He's still pretty good. He's I still think. pretty good. I need Ray to stop wrestling. Because what everything that Ray Mysterio does in the ring, the rest of Fantasma is right there. So you need him to get out of the way so the group can shine. Yes. Like the I only don't... reason they're around is because of him, you know, type thing. It kind of feels that way. I couldn't even name the other two guys, and See, that's a problem. I couldn't. Name I can them. name them, but in NXT, I can't name them now. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, Santos Escobar is all I got for you. Yeah, Santos Escobar, Rey Mysterio, Joaquin, Selena Vega, and the Joaquin, others. El Rey, Wild. Del Rey, yes, Phoenix. He was Raul Mendoza, and then they changed his name. I don't Isn't know. Raul what it was. Mendoza, the bad guy from Black Ops. Yes. Yes. I th maybe yes. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say something. No, but I agree in the aspect of if he gets kicked out of the LWO, what what else is he going to do? Like, you know, to be, yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe oh. a feud with Carlito. Maybe. Well, yeah, yeah they have to blow to... that off, and then he get right off. I think off Carlito the takes the belt off him. Yeah, that'd make the most sense. Oh, Carlito's a champion. I miss Carlito as a champion. He was so the good. US champ. Him and John Cena's legendary feud. Yeah, John Cena gets stabbed in a nightclub. Unless Carlito actually steps aside for the younger person and by turning heel helps Santos actually win. That's the, the other, other thing, thing I was thinking. I thought Santos was going to turn heel and take the belt from Ray during their title match. That's what I thought was going to happen, and it didn't. It's good that they're doing it this way. The slow I like burn. it. Yeah. Slow burn, I like slow it. turn. But I agree. Ray... 
once that's over with an LWO, what else can you do with them, really? Let's go to the other side of the coin. God, could I not care less about the almighty Street Profits. Really? I'm a fan. I don't hate what's going on there. I like like Street Profits. The only... The part I don't like the whole thing. It was like, prove to me your worth, and then go Bingo. be strong yeah. for one second, and then you lose right away after. Is that what yours was? It's that. Um, I also Bobby Lashley's accolades. Let's say don't match the importance that he's given within the storyline, like. That's that's for the the sake of this current discussion. Let's take Bobby Lashley out and put in MVP. That works. And not just because of what MVP did before with the Hurt Business, but just in, like he has the accomplishments to go with it. Bobby Lashley has been main event scene adjacent and only successful because of like one or two one-off situations. So I don't feel like the authority in which he's speaking to the street profits really tracks so you think the person that should be playing that role for the street profits should be more of a managerial managerial role than a yes like mentor Mm. but fellow wrestler role yes it it feels like i'm looking through an hourglass watching a bad imperium try to take off i i like him uh i think for Bobby's character, he's kind of done everything in the sense of powerful, having someone lead him around type deal, and also trying to get his singles running. I think him being a leader, like an actual, actual leader of a faction without having like uh, someone to talk for him like an MVP mm-hmm. is really good for him and can show how well-versed he is. And I think it's to the point where if they do it properly, which regardless of a Carlito return, I personally would have liked to see them win last night. Um, I think that could set him up for a world title run. I think once that title is off of Roman, again, play it properly, maybe add a couple more people to the group. Jade Cargill great example of someone who could and should be added to that group and also give Rhea a potential run for her money. That would be a one for, for one match head count against the Judgment Day. Exactly. Well, have like, you guys heard the projected rumor of who joined that group? Of sh- the, the Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits? Yeah. Ew. No, I haven't. So one name that hasn't been on SmackDown that has been drafted but it hasn't not- that's Odyssey Jones from he got drafted to SmackDown? Yep. I don't remember that. Whether it was Raw or SmackDown, but I think they yeah. switched it after. But okay. he is the projected fourth member. I don't know if I like that. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I mean, if we're going to be honest, okay, Odyssey, I've watched him wrestle. Um, He's nothing special. In my opinion, like in the, at that point, I'd be like, why don't you just throw Omos back in there? Omos. First off, chill. No, I think Omos. Okay. Odyssey is not a bad wrestler, but at the same time, he doesn't know. he He's trying to be a face, but like 
he doesn't know how to be a face if that makes sense like he's it's it you can tell he's really trying but you in order to try you also have to project yourself to the crowd where i feel like he's just pretending like he's projecting himself like in a mirror the only one he can <laughs> like see it his pra his best practice mode is what we're getting yeah exactly in the mirror exactly i don't in my opinion i wouldn't i just I, googled who odyssey jones was and i didn't even recognize him, so he's in nxt for a little while he lost to carmelo hayes uh another potential name carmelo hayes yeah another potential name who could be a good they already like had a weird thing with yeah. him and Trick whenever they were starting that group. Well, Trick talking to him. Trick yeah. and Carmelo are gonna disband soon, probably. They already are technically they're still on good terms. Yeah, they don't yeah. they don't need to go on bad terms. Here's the last thing I got on the Street Profits. Um whether they're in a three person match with Bobby or just a tag team. Give me Bobby Lashley and Omos over the Street Profits any day of the week. So you just don't like the Street Profits? No, no, no. I like the Street Profits as an act. I love Montez Ford. I love the big guy stuff that Angelo Dawkins gets to do. They need a serious win and a series of serious wins. Yeah, they're not very credible right now. And, but I, I, and I think this is what... This run is what they're trying to do, is reestablish credibility. They're just doing it through a heel lens. I loop back to a point that you made at the beginning of the episode. So, said tag teams are being done right now in, in mm -hmm. WWE. We brought this up a few episodes back when we brought up the faction war. Mm -hmm. And that is what is going down right now. 100%. A bunch of four-man groups, man groups, versus each But with the titles being caught up in a main event storyline... It's not giving them anything to actually feel credible for. And that's yeah. where, like, the Street Profits can look as mean as they want to as a tag team, but with nothing to go against and grasp. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. Weird power thought. Power thought. Could the amount of factions they're trying to build, are they kind of doing, like, a test run for a trio's title? That's a big rumor right now. Yeah. Uh, whenever a TKO group was formally announced, one of the first things that that new board of directors slash creative control group, one of the first things they talked about was p possibly the introduction of a trios title. It makes what the way they're going right now. Oh, yeah, a lot of factions. Makes yeah. sense. It also gets around your freebird rule. My last thought about this tag team situation, though, uh, jumping back to the Cody thing and Cody and Jay winning, do we get the redesigned one? I think we're going to be asking that about every tag I team know. that wins until they do. So every time I'm just going to say The reason yes. I say that now is because we've actually kind of heard that there is finalized. I just feel like, and not to say that they aren't per se because they just won the tag titles, but I want, I want redesigned belts to go on a real tag team. I don't need Cody and Jay to be the ones to bring those in. Son, after that 1D Cody Cutter, they're a real tag team. Yeah, they I, have a I better combined said. finisher than Brady Deadly. Granted, Rich Holland destroyed that dude's shoulder, and I'm never going to let that go because how does that happen? Yeah. Um, but they have a better tag team finisher than pretty deadly than either of the female tag teams called up then alpha academy then lwo 
understand the street prop. Like, they have a legit finisher, and it's just <laughs> the tag team move with Tony's individual move. Well, do you also believe that they're, like, still finding it hard to understand whether they're actually going to belts back? I don't know how they would at this point. Well, I mean, I, I know, know how they, they would. I'm just not sure why they would at this point. Right. If you're going to have a trios tag team, we don't need... If Ron SmackDown we don't tag need team a regular, belts. we don't need two sets of regular tag belts and one trios belt. You could just have the tag belts and the trios belts be for both shows. Yeah, right. I like that more. And and just do that. Yeah. Let's let's put a bow on this one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Carlito and the LWO one. There you go. Uh, after that, uh, the triple threat match for the WWE Women's Champion Champion EO Sky defending against Charlotte Flair. And Oscar. Oscar, that's how Charlotte isn't blind at this point from the amount of mist she has taken to her corneas. Um, I'm just glad Charlotte lost. I didn't care who won as long as Charlotte lost. You expect her to win? I always, if if there's a title on the line, it doesn't matter how many people are in the match. I expect Charlotte to win at minimum fifty percent. I amend my earlier statement about there being nothing bad that you can point at. There was too much talent in the ring for the three noticeable missed timings. Yeah. Um, Asuka wasn't in place for EO's moonsault. Mm -hmm. Um, Charlotte and Asuka had a weird spot in the ring. And then immediately after that, the missed timing on the code breaker kind of took me out of the match. Um, I do love that they put Charlotte on the side so we can get Asuka Io on a PLE yeah. for an extended period of time mm-hmm. before they started doing triple threat stuff. It was probably uh, one of the more smooth parts of the match. Correct. Well, and it's funny you say that because in, my, in the group chat with my brothers, one of my brothers texted me during that match and said, is it just me or does half this match just seem off? And I said... One third of this match is off in reference to Charlotte because the other two. That's why there's noticed a language barrier there. So that could have lent some something to it, but. Charlotte or, adds a level of, like, I don't, it just seems slower. Yeah. To the match. Well, it's because she, it makes sense. Charlotte was trying to wrestle a WWE pro wrestling match while Io and Asuka were trying to wrestle a pro wrestling match. From Japan or wherever, like it's they were, those two were having a different type of match than Charlotte, and Charlotte was able to get her spots in, but wherever she wasn't doing something that was a spot, like the actual wrestling aspects, other than the finish maybe, which is also a spot, like Charlotte's involvement was just not necessary. Mm -mm. And I'm not even saying that as a Charlotte hater because I am a Charlotte hater, um, but. Like, it wasn't necessarily her fault, but it wasn't not either. Worst moonsault going in WWE right now, and it has progressively gotten worse every big PLE match that she has. I don't, I don't, I, I don't understand how it got worse, but I get it because she's super safe on it, but her moonsaults are terrible. I mean, she's yeah, she's just, she's trying to be safe for mainly her, but for her opponents too. What's wrong with us getting an EO and Asuka PLE? Is there Fair. something wrong with that? No, like they can both wrestle very well against each other. I 
think it's not rocket science to see per what we had gotten with just them two. They could be just saving that for a bigger pay-per-view like Rumble or Mania. Also, I don't know if okay there's they're just certain moves I really like. And Asuka's spinning back fist is one of those moves that just yeah. love that move. And EO taking one of those and the way she sells in general. Yeah. I I would like to see that more. <laughs> well, a lot more. Ultimately, um EO Sky ended up uh winning and successfully Dude, defending her title, walking out with the belt. So we will move on. Uh this was my favorite match of the night. Not even I'm not saying it was the best match of the night, but this was my favorite match of the night. John Cena and LA Knight versus uh Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa of the Bloodline. I'll let everybody else go. Yeah. Uh crowd interaction. Yeah. Top notch. Uh fantastic. They everyone job. everyone loved them. John Cena hitting the five knuckle shuffle. Everyone loved that. So this is what I said in that same group chat with my brothers. I said John Cena looks like someone who grew up a John Cena fan who's getting the opportunity to play John Cena in front of a live crowd. He had a That's lot of fun with it. Shuffle, yeah, five. he's doing yeah. he's doing a caricature of himself, and honestly, I'm here for it. You can see how much he missed it. Yeah, like I'm I'm glad he gets to keep doing this. Yeah, tell what he said at the press conference. It is what it what is. What do you say we at the press conference? Borrowed time. Yeah, I mean, it's the same after, thing. Once the SAG after strike ends, he's going back to Hollywood. It was just an okay. Like, Which we knew. We knew it was going to be the summer of Cena or whatever. Like we knew we weren't going to have him for a year. You know, like I yeah. didn't expect him by the end of this year even so all i can say is i'm very glad the rub he got or that la knight got didn't lead match against john cena and he got the tag match yeah. a lot Good. of people were afraid of that it's the other way you put someone over because here's the deal i say that about john cena being a caricature of himself but he was fully 100 percent immersed in the match for the first five to ten minutes and really it's the other way you put over a young talent he gave la knight the super hot tag it's and the LA way Knight you, was yeah, getting the pop. Hundred percent. But as the John Cena fan, <laughs> with the heavy sigh, that's literally put that on a T-shirt. That sigh. Yeah. The match, how it was worked, fine. That just wasn't eh, anything for me. Um, and I guess maybe because it was. Too predictable after we had that Cena being in gross for five, ten minutes, getting beat down. Like, okay, yeah. cool. I know that formula from the late 2000s. I yeah. know that tag team formula. Cool, fine, whatever. Um, and this may even sound like double speak when I say it, but crowd interaction, great. But LA Knight is starting to get to Cody levels where he can do anything and he's going to get that crowd interaction. True. So for me, it didn't add anything to that match and maybe it wasn't supposed to is the thing maybe it wasn't supposed to i would say i would say this was a nice little this was a this was (laughs) this reminds me of the uh the garlic jr arc in dragon ball dragon ball z with goku or with uh was it gohan mm-hmm. when goku didn't have anything to do with it and it was just like this little side storyline i think that's exactly what this was for jimmy and solo roman, cleanser yeah roman was away we need something for them to do here's your foe 
only difference is they lost this so now we get yeah so now we get to see what roman does uh when he returns to a failed bloodline i also hate jimmy and solo as a team like i just yeah it is what it is i mean i don't think, think they're the funniest thing about it. jimmy's turn into the bloodline is his theme song completely talks about being yeah well, not only that, that but like there's been no official word from Paul Heyman or Roman Reigns about Roman Reigns about him actually being back in the bloodline. We're just working under that assumption until Roman comes back and says something about it. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if this Friday we see them kick Jimmy back out or something like that. I think we haven't had time to talk about it, but when Jimmy asked for the mic like Roman oh, and Paul Heyman's yeah. like that, yeah. <laughs> I, I loved that. And Jimmy's like, nah, I'm just kidding. And then just rips it out of his hand. I was a big fan. Oh, I, I'm on the point of why do Solo has to be in the tag team with someone uh, in the bloodline? He doesn't, I don't think uh, he to has be on to a be, PLE, but... he has to be in a tag team. Solo needs to build his resume one way or another beyond interferences or being in on a losing yeah. tag team. This yeah. ain't like, the way to do it. St- Solo is stale as a character to me. Jimmy, I, I understand that we're building towards Jimmy J. 40 cool solo's just kind of th- here here's here's i'll give you the biggest problem with solo sokoa right now what does paul Heyman do beyond talking nothing that's it okay paul Heyman is doing more character work not talking than solo is being in the ring and his mild talking moments because when paul Heyman the whole pretending he's talking on the phone to Roman for the sake of the storyline. Paul Heyman coming out with white hair instead of his normal dyed black hair to signify the stress that he's feeling from Roman not being there. His character's evolving. Solo's been here. Just lower that hand a little bit. He's been like down here, but go ahead. Give him a program. You don't have to put up, you don't, you don't have to give him all of a mid-card title. Just give him a program. Give him somebody to absolutely smash for eight weeks in conjunction with the bloodline stuff because you don't have to give him any more dedicated TV time to just smash somebody for two months. But he's the enforcer, and the only thing he's enforced is taking out AJ Styles. Well, let's touch on one other thing too, dude. Yeah, you took out. He's the reason Roman won at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yep. What? What? Ha- you, you put? I okay. The Brock thing. Spit it out. Maybe. Maybe yeah. we had something going on there. Here's my thing. Here's my thing about Solo. He is the enforcer, not of the bloodline. He is Roman Reigns' enforcer. Right. The best thing that they could have done to build value on Solo was to take him off of TV with Roman and return with Roman. Yes. Then he's actually... It's not even about that. Yes, Yes. that is it. But when you have the opportunity to build someone up and instead you make them stagnant or make them worse, 
versus you take him off TV. It's a little mysterious. Where's Solo? And then when Roman shows up, Solo also shows up. It's like, oh, Solo is really important with Roman because it starts mm-hmm. to lead credence to the fact that even while Roman was gone, you could play off the storyline that Solo was with him enforcing whatever Roman needed enforced off camera too. It would literally build value in his character in that role of this faction by having him off TV. And then what you could, you could have done is you could have Jimmy still trying to do this whole, I think I'm in the bloodline, but I'm not Paul Heyman working deals with the judgment day the way he is, but not matches being involved. And Jimmy the whole time showing up being like, what's up OG? What what do we got going on with the judgment day? Trying to worm his way back in. And then by the time Roman and solo comes back, they show a pact with the judgment day. Jimmy shows up. And the first thing judgment day does is take out Jimmy whole thing right there. They could have done and they just didn't. Or you make Jimmy. This is another thing that I thought of too. make Jimmy try to go on this little singles run. Still try to worm his way in judgment day loses. Solo goes into the I'll do what you're supposed to be doing role. Oh, and yeah. goes on a tear and beats everyone that Jimmy can't beat. Yeah, that was another over, thing I thought of. You put over Solo by having him take out exactly. who Jimmy couldn't. That's smart, too. Jay's on a high Jimmy. Above the hit. Uh, even could, in a cleanup yeah. role. Exactly. Yeah. It's like they book the man right if you're going to bring him up in six months, dude. Yeah. Like, oh, I could. The, the, the simplest answer, and it wasn't going to happen because he wanted to work with LA Knight. John Cena and Solo is right there. And dude, they've been it's teasing. so easy. They you don't even have to weeks. have Solo talk. It's just there. Hey, John Cena just have a mic and Solo's just looking at him. And John Cena goes, well, okay, all right, dude, I'm back. But you clearly have a problem with me. What's your problem? And then all you do is have Solo point to the Titantron of John Cena choking out his dad with the turn with the ropes to win that match. And then you're just, it's more deep than I thought it'd go. It reminds me of, right? It it speaks volumes. It's Maga and John Cena. What do you say? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Before I get upset about oh, solo okay. being underutilized. Well, all right. Well, our main event of the night, the only singles match of the night, Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura in a last man standing match for the World Heavyweight Championship. Banger. It was a good match. I really no, I'm, I'm kidding about the Clayton, banger. What part. did you not like about the match? <laughs> Well, we didn't hear Zach's opinion yet. I oh, want to okay. get I want to get all the positivity in the room out. Oh, okay. So you want to make sure you we build up before you tear down. You yes. don't want to tear down so we can build up off of it. Yes. Okay. Well, then go specifically ahead. with this match. Okay. Well, the thing is for me is I genuinely for your guys' thoughts because I don't see any true bad points to it, but I don't necessarily give praise to it. It was a decent last man. Yeah, yeah. It was a decent last man standing match in the terms of like them going around the arena and the finish was pretty good. But last man, the way that they did the last man standing match was I have a criticism about that match the same way that I have the criticism about most ladder matches, which is the slow crawl up the ladder. And then if someone like misses their spot or sometimes even when they don't, it's just. 
Like you're just swiping um, in a belt. Last Man Standing does the same thing where at nine, you just kind of like toddler waddle your way to your feet and the ref's like, he's up. And then you just falls fall back, back down. Like it's. There's only one falls, falls count anywhere. Uh, Last Man Standing match that I've really enjoyed in history. And it, it was Foley and Rock. Oh, I that was, was mine. I was gonna really, say, really enjoyed. I, I was going to say John Cena versus Batista. And then the duct tape. Are you serious? That's such a good, such uh, a good promo. Sorry. But another thing that I real quick, I don't like seeing a special, just anything special happen twice in one night. I don't like seeing mist happen twice in one night. And that's yeah. just maybe a personally. You did that's, it to make it blood red. No, that's also kind of an Asuka thing right now. Like, if we're going to do Mist, maybe let's not have Asuka do it. So, before I launch about the match, I will say it's actually a Japanese wrestler thing. No, I know it's Muda. So, I'm, I'm fine with him using Mist, and the intended effect of, oh, it looks like blood during the last stand man last man standing match we don't have blood it worked but who the hell cares because it's Shinsuke. who the hell cares sleeping beauty can go back to this sleep dude versus or... this dude for seth's belt in the main event who the hell cares shinsuke is not winning the belt if he couldn't be AJ Styles for the belt at WrestleMania in his he's prime. not beating Seth Rollins at Fastlane for the belt and that match, once again, should not have been the last match on the PLE. That's also probably Shinsuke's last main event match ever well, in re- WWE. One of the things I said... Just, world title match. Just world title home, match. Yeah. Before you, I want to hear what you have to say. Go ahead. My feed on Peacock cut out after the table spot. Like They went back into the ring, and mine just my whole TV froze up, didn't come back on, and I didn't care to turn it back on. I know no Seth's winning. I know they're not doing a cash-in. That's the first match on the card. If that's the first match on the card, that is a B plus A minus match to me for how they worked the last man standing match. But I sit through these better matches of substance, even if I have disagreements like with how they were worked and the people involved and things of that nature, just to end with that well, well, you, you, have to, you, you also have to grade it on the main event curve. You don't grade your main event on the same curve you grade other matches. It's the main event curve. I'm also going to... One, I am... Look, Shinsuke was not winning. I, I totally understand that. That wasn't going to happen. They wanted to give him a main event push but not have him win. He will never win a world title in WWE. No, he if won't. If he didn't win that match, he will never win a world title in WWE. And he's probably never going to have a world title match again, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Uh, the other thing... That I don't know if it's just me. I don't know if it's anyone else. Seth Rollins, when he was in the authority, that I I really went out of my way to watch those world title matches. That those yeah. were I'm like, yes, I want to see what happens between him and even him and Kane. I'm like, I want to see what happens, whatever it may be. Since he won the world title, mm-hmm. no one's cared I, about this. No, I don't care. Him as a heel, I'd probably care more about. Maybe. Like, there are certain face people where it's like, I really want to see them with a world title, and I really do care with them about it, or about them with a world title. He also just hasn't been getting good matchups opponent-wise. Yeah, well, here, so here's the thing about Shin, at least as an opponent for Seth, because I agree with you that 
with an asterisk. I agree that if Shin didn't win the title against AJ at WrestleMania, he wasn't going to win it. The asterisk I'm going to put on is face Shinsuke. If face Shinsuke didn't win that match, then we're never going to have a face Shinsuke world champion. Heel Shinsuke, which is almost an entirely other character, mm-hmm. he yes. still had a chance. I truly believed that the we biggest could get, chance. I truly believed we could still get a Shinsuke Nakamura heel world title run out of this feud. This was the same match as the AJ match. If heel Shinsuke did not win this match, he's never gonna have the world title. Yes, very, very much. That's agree. the same. That's that parallel. That's to me. Those were the same moments in his career, and the same results and outcomes are happened. You know that, at least in my opinion. Okay, you're arguably in both situations wrestling the best wrestler in the world at the time. Yes, and I think so. I, I would ask. The group, assuming this program's done between Shinsuke and Seth. Hopefully it is. What did Seth Rollins gain positively from this feud? Oh, the I'm, fact that he's still champion. I'm the, uh, I would, those are okay. I would say the main thing they got was an out for this title run. And by that, I mean this whole back injury angle has been exposed. And the reason why I think that's positive for Seth is because once he loses this belt, he can finally take time off because he needs to. So it's not a positive in terms of his built it built his character properly and he's elevated and he got something out of this feud. But I think it's a positive that we have this lingering background storyline that Seth Rollins can use in any of his feuds moving forward, which is this lingering back injury you can fall on that to be an excuse on why he loses. It doesn't make his character weak and he can take off time to either go get that fixed or at least rest up so that he can handle it better. Well, let me ask this. Yeah. Real quick side question. Cause it's probably going to seem like a joke, but with the pending rumor, driver series. Okay. And why things that they throw into every single Seth Rollins promo of CM Punk, yeah. You think him winning the belt and keeping it was just to get to that? I don't, only because I... Because Survivor Series is in Chicago, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's no. I, the only reason I don't think that is because I didn't think of that. Like, I, I truly... Cause I we stay never away really from... get title matches on Survivor Series anyway. But... Yeah, I stay away from rumors. I didn't really know there was a big push for Punk to come back at Survivor Series. I kind of connected those dots live here on camera. Um, Please no. <laughs> I I wouldn't necessarily be fully against that, only because sure. only because <laughs> of the pop and all that. Especially if you're going to do it in Chicago, I just think that there's no there's no direction for that. Like there's not there's not really a proper direction to go from that, other than if they let punk keep it through mania and he gets his main event so he can stop whining. That's about it. Look, he's me saying this in a CM punk shirt, by the way. I love that. Uh, he, it's not like he's a bad wrestler. I'm not saying he's a bad wrestler. I'm very entertained by him as a wrestler, his controversy and why people are attracted, like maybe a better way of putting it. You saw what he just did in a promotion where he's like this. I, and 
in a promo when he came back said, I did not wrestle from X period to Y period, which is when he was in the WWE. Yeah. He went out of his it's, way to say, I was not wrestling during that time. The, I think he is, and I think we can agree, again, me in a CM Punk shirt, me going back to my childhood with a in Punk We Trust flag on my wall yeah. saying he is a liability to any wrestling company he is in. He's a problem. He, in his current mindset and antics, is a problem. I'm not going to say full-blown cancer, but he is a problem. And if he can't address those things within himself before jumping into a promotion, then he will continue to run into this problem he's running into. I don't care about all that. He'll either show up or he won't show up. He's going to show up. Yeah, I would imagine he's going to show up because there's too much money to be made. Um, I wouldn't even be mad at a swerve at Survivor Series and instead he comes out at the Rumble. Um, but I don't, I don't care about all that because back to what I was saying about Seth, while I understand your point about it, giving Seth something to fall back on mm-hmm. Seth's character up between then between right now or everything up to now, since he won the belt to now, and then until he loses the belt, there isn't enough substance there when i asked hey who who actually what did he take positive out of this yeah i don't really see that as a positive because it looks like this two-month program was just to enhance shinsuke for like that one last big run seth stands in the ring lets people sing along to his music laughs at people and he'll have the the vignettes here and there. They don't really match the other aspects of his character. But unlike, say, a Roman Reigns, if Roman is on TV every week for seven straight weeks, those seven weeks are compelling. 100%. Yes. Yeah. It is not compelling with Seth Rollins. I know. It isn't. I, it, it's a McDonald's cheeseburger. I know what it is. There's going to be some Mondays where I'm like, hmm, I like this cheeseburger. But right now, the cheeseburger's been sitting out for 90 days, and I'm... Yeah. The thing is, at least in my opinion, the thing about Seth's character in general is when you look at the ups and downs that a character can have, this being, like, the lowest of lows and this being the highest of highs, a lot of wrestlers are going to see this, like, up and down amongst the whole scale. Mm -hmm. Seth has gotten to a point in his career where that floor is pretty much up here now and he's only going to do this like even his worst days are a lot better than than others so when you look at it like that i kind of see why he's willing to even though he's going in as champ be the back burner of because if you look at the entire feud over the last three to four weeks between his last title defense against shinsuke and this one shin was in the driver's seat you know what i mean like and he's he is at that point in his career where because mm-hmm. he's never going to go lower than this line on the entire scale, he can afford to be the backburner guy. He can afford to be the guy on his heels because it's 100% always believable that he will just bounce back at this point. In my mm. opinion, I don't know if you guys think I, that he like is. There's always, anytime he's been in a world title picture or even close to the main event picture, he is depicted as overpowered, I will say. The, or not even overpowered. Um, 
well, playing the mental resilient. playing the mental card yeah. the right way. He's, and he's always been presented as physically resilient. He can yes. take punishment. Right. And he does that very well. But there's never been a time since he lost a WrestleMania against AJ where I've been like he's going to win that world title. Not even one, like not even after. Yeah. Which I was hoping I was wrong. And not this time, Ben. This time, I'm like, there's absolutely no possible way. No, no chance. 100% chance Seth was going into that pay-per-view and winning. Um, to your point about his valley, if you will, being not that far from his peak, um, I was reading something earlier today that perfectly encapsulated Seth Rollins. If Seth Rollins doesn't have a main title belt, we're clamoring, frothing at the mouth to see him win it. Yeah, he's a chaser. And then once he wins it, I can't wait to see him drop it. It's Dolph Ziggler syndrome. You want to watch him chase the belt, and then once he gets it, it's a little bit more, well, what now? Because we, yes, we wanted to see you win it. We got our moment, and now we're bored. That's. I agree he, with that statement when he. Yeah, when he's healed, it's not so much. It's a little different because adds more. Right now, it's good. the same thing with what Clayton said. Oh, I'm going to laugh at you. You're funny to me. I'm going to sing my song in your face, and then I'm going to beat you. Yeah. I thought of a really good comparison to his title runs. It's a Roman level of arrogance, but without the cachet yeah. of beating Brock Lesnar three different times at WrestleMania. How many times did he beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania at least once? Once. But not th- to your point, not three times, but he has at least once, which is more than most people could say. It's like a... And- Hear me out on this one, and I'll give you the explanation. It's like a Kurt Angle type of world title run. I'm glad you have it. I'm really glad. I hold on. That's why I'm saying hear me out. That's why I'm saying hear you out. Yeah. I'm glad you you won the title. The win was awesome. I'm really glad you have this title, but I know you're not going to have that title for a while, and I know you have this title to put someone else over. Are you saying Kurt Angle in 2000 in 2000 world title run? Different, much different. Every world title run after. To so put you, someone else in. Yes. The answer to that question is yes. He's yes. calling Kurt Angle a transitional champion yes. by career. Yes. Yes. Correct. How do you feel about that? I'm, I'm, I'm okay with I'm transition, okay with it too. That's transitional kind of champions true. because... Yeah. He's still a top 10 competitor of all time. Yeah. He's, he's a, he is a top five wrestler to step from a technical standpoint in terms of the things that he can do, the things that were asked of him, the things that he was willing to do, a la giving Shane McMahon permanent brain damage so that he named his son Declan. (laughs) And with all that money, he goes to the University of Indiana. Yeah. Is what it is, man. He can turn a tombstone into an angle. Fast lane. Well, we have have some time if anyone wants any (laughs) last-minute fast lane stuff or if we want to... We got some time. WWE made the best copying decision of the last 30 years by having post-PLE press conferences. I They have been excellent them. quality. And yeah. today just was just like an error. Sorry, yesterday was yeah. an A++++ plus 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 just off of Jay and Cody. Oh, I have watched that 15-minute segment four different times, and it's funny every single time. I just lo- I love to... I loved that part, but I also loved John Cena knowing and understanding his stroke and his rub in the in the placement of WB by just going, 
shut up byron we could take two or three more questions and then just doing it <laughs> and you could see i knew whoever was next was going to get the hook early and they tried with eo and damage control and then bailey was like byron there's like 20 more questions like please give us one or two more that's that taylor swift question waste of time jesus christ waste whoever of that time. was and by the way and I know you're watching because we're very popular. Taylor. Whoever that was that was like, that's right, I'm, I'm the, the guy, guy bringing you up Taylor Swift. Shut up. Sit down. Stop. Don't go to those press conferences anymore. You're a real-life reporter, and in that same segment, right after that stupidity, an NBA player asked a better concrete constructive question about the business and about the characters than you did you had a one in a million you had a one in a million chance lifetime like once in a lifetime opportunity to ask a champion of the wwe a question and you blew it on that and by the way i love I'm a Swifty. I love T Swift and her music. I think that people that are upset with her about the attention she's getting from the NFL are a little weird about it. Um, I don't think that she should be getting the hate that she's getting about the NFL because she's just a girlfriend attending her boyfriend's games. Leave her alone. You should be mad at the NFL network, not at Taylor Swift. If you're upset by how much covering she covered, she's getting, but all that aside, um, don't waste your time during conferences asking about dumb shit like that. Yes. Sorry. That was a tangent. No, it's okay. Even if she is milking it for more money, honestly, good on her. She's Ow. getting money. What I money said even if. I said even if. Yeah, but th- um, there's no if. More, no. Yeah. Beyonce. She doesn't need to milk anything. She, she yeah. has a movie coming out, actually. She's turned some NFL people over to. Being a Apologies to my editor that I couldn't make it any more Her PC than that. tickets for yeah. one concert is more than Travis Kelsey's salary. That's it. That's all. Why is that bad? She's yo, yo, she I'm done talking about this. I know. I no, we're, we're done. Yeah. yeah, that's no. I can if we want to start a sports podcast. Comment down below. I'll we can talk about that. Swift podcast. No, we won't do that. I said I, it's very ironic. I'm saying this, but my favorite part about the press conferences is that we get answers that are not as necessarily or questions that are not necessarily by wwe minus that you one can tell they're not but they, they straight up went, how do you feel about edge going to aew they didn't right. use those triple words, h's but... part in the press conferences have been great one of the coolest parts because he gets to just let out answers yeah, that I'll he doesn't see. normally get to talk about he rambles though he does need to like listen trips because i know you're watching you need to trim those answers down a little bit. We got, we're going to bed, bud, here in the Midwest. It's like 10 or 11. We got work in the well, no, it's Saturday. But still, like, trim it down. Let's get these answers. Like, let's do a little bit better. I also like the fact, well, like and dislike. There are certain things I like, certain things I dislike. AEW does something. Uh, trips, Vince, whoever does it, says, hey, we're going to do that, but better. And they do do oh, it the better. the media scrums or whatever? Yeah. They do it much better, and this is aren't bad, but yeah, this is, the press this conferences is much are better. Better in terms of you don't need CM Punk to verbally assault your VPs in order to have people tune in. Typed a vibe. Yeah. People are just genuinely interested and in putting over local muffin shops. Yeah, exactly. And I don't understand that one actually. 
you, then you didn't watch the first bloodied CM Punk. You didn't watch. No, the, I didn't. The night that he got suspended the first time, the night that he got into a fight and got bit by whoever or whatever that first time he got suspended during the press conference he was sitting there blood on his face but he was eating a muffin and he started putting over the local muffin shop that he got that's so nice yeah uh but i think they're doing really well in that aspect i'm seeing a lot of wwe uh one free agents are fair game jade cardgill free agent yeah uh apparently apparently tony offered her a lot more money than he even wanted to yeah, and she, she still, still no. and she still left for less. Yeah, they traded so, Edge for Jade, and you won't convince me otherwise. That's basically WWE what they did. We won that trade. Too. Yes, they did win that trade. Absolutely. Um, the thing I don't like doesn't even have to do with either promotion. It's the freaking marks everywhere who are like, "Haha, AW sucks. They need to die." And yeah, all those this. people need to chill. I'm out. like, dude, AW competition's good. It's great. It makes fandoms better. Yeah. Uh, having AEW and WWE competition is great. One can totally be doing better than the other, which I basically just said, I think WWE is doing better than AEW. That's not going to change, in no. my opinion, anytime soon. Doesn't mean I don't respect the other product. It's I, great. I just remember how much we talked about the quote-unquote Wednesday Night Wars when that first started. Yes. Um... You're going to beat NXT like that. Yeah, I was going to say AEW touted a really big flag for a long time about beating WWE's developmental program. That's And good for them, I guess. And then they uh, hired everyone from said program and show, and now they're all on AEW. Yeah, so you won. You won Wednesday, the other six days. Final fast lane thoughts, fellas. I got one. Yeah. Uh, Good thoughts. Quality pay-per-view. No, thoughts? Yeah. uh, Thoughts? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Uh, good quality. Pa- Do you want me to say my thoughts, thoughts. right now? Uh, Let's go ahead. Uh, good quality pay per view for not a one of the core four. Yeah, have really good stuff, and with a limited amount of matches, especially only five. Yeah, and great. Only with singles, and your main event being the worst match to me. <laughs> good, uh, worst to me. Marks, yeah. Mark. Who's Mark? Why are you yelling at that guy? Mark needs to just Zach, shut up. Final thoughts. Uh, what I said in the good filler. Yeah. Clayton, final thoughts. You want to send us out of here? Best paced PLE. I'm not saying every PLE should have five matches, but god damn, is eight or nine matches too many? Yeah. Like, get in, get out. If it's not a big four, get in, get out. You get a reasonable amount of my home time. And I can, like, do stuff still. I don't need to be watching a PLE that stretches past 11, stretches past midnight. And yes, because I watched from the beginning. So, like, from the very beginning, like, even yeah, the pre-show. I did, too. Like, come on, five hours, wrap it up. I think, I think the thing, my final thought about this PLE was I really liked that there wasn't really a bathroom match. Yeah, It was not a bathroom match. Uh... Even the main event for as not amazing as it was. I wasn't gonna go to the bathroom. Hmm. Didn't get up. So, I, I said who the hell cares, but I was I was watching until it froze up, and then I didn't have a reason to watch anymore. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that has been our Fast Lane 2023 recap. Um, thank you guys for joining us, Eddie. Why don't you go ahead and hit us with the socials one time? That you never hit us with at the beginning of the episode, yeah, like you're, you're supposed, supposed to. Do no one ever. No one ever asks. You forget. The beginning of no, the no, episode. no. We don't ask here. Yeah, that's we your dictate. Responsi- Literally, forget, your job. Your only job. Even if the I only forget, job you have. You're dude. supposed to be like, hey, 
before you get started. Hey, can you shut up real quick? And Sorry. fine. I'm learning a uh, new method of team management at my job where I just keep telling you that you're doing it wrong and make no other adjustments. That's why you're getting a promotion. <laughs> you're, he's not. That's the, that's the joke. Uh, so the socials are Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And you can tune into us each and every week on Spotify and Apple Music. And? And... Podbean. I almost said something I would have heard right. Cool. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining me today. Thank, thank you, guys you guys for watching, and we will see you soon. Joining you like this is your podcast. Look at this fucking guy. Thank you guys for joining me. I'm the host, but I'm not going to fit in the host chair. My name's Randy, and I have missing intestines, and I just love Shawn Michaels. Fuck you. We haven't cut yet, right? Shawn Michaels is overrated, by the way. Do you want to talk about that? Look, I'm going to go ahead and reintroduce the world of Clayton's underrated list real quick. Number one. Number one. (laughs) I was going to do it. I was going to do the whole bit and redo Clayton's underrated list. And now, number one, Undertaker. (laughs)